Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another NBA heist episode of the Rambling Viking podcast, where we assess NBA's team's abilities to pull off a professional heist if they're in that situation. We've got, as always, we've got Connor on here, the mastermind behind this idea, and also contributor co-host on the episode. So today we are diving into the three seeds. We are down to the three seeds. So getting exciting, almost finishing out uh, the Boston Celtics and the Denver Nuggets should be pretty fun. And uh, we're, as we get closer to the restart of the NBA season, scrimmages have been going on now. They started last week. So that's really fun. So uh, we got Connor, if you want to go ahead and kick it off with the, we're going to start with the Boston Celtics. All right. Uh, the Celtics, their mastermind is of course, Brad Stevens, mm-hmm. who really by all uh, terms, being able to tell from the outside, one of the best masterminds in the game today um, was really successful on the amateur circuit on an un, really underrated program and underfunded and, you know, not one of the main blue chippers, right? But now he came here and is proving that, no, he's just that good of a mastermind. He's really working it really, really well. Um, I think he's definitely a big, big boon to the uh, chances for uh, the team to pull off the heist. What are you thinking? Couldn't have said it better. He is he is a good mastermind, and he definitely helps out their chances. And he's, he's a good mastermind with a good crew. Um, I think chances are pretty good. We might see our first uh, um, over, over 50% chances, but we'll see. We can get to that. So, um, yeah, let's talk about <clears> – <throat> Uh, Kimba Walker. Kimba Walker. Yep. Uh, he's, in my mind, almost a lead man. Like, he obviously was that whole time mm-hmm. in Charlotte. But right. I don't know if he completely is here. Maybe he's just a smooth operator. Because um, I kind of thought maybe a hacker, but then looking at his stats. Not quite. He's not quite there. 4.9 assists a game. And for his career, is only 5.4. And part of that is because he's had to take on the load um, Mm -hmm. in a lot of situations. And here, it's just a lot different because there's more than one person who can make their own shot, him included. And so I'm kind of leaning towards more of a smooth operator situation. Um, Let's see here. His defensive rating is 108.5 so it's a little below average so maybe a little more cat burglary but i i don't know uh, he just does pretty well everything pretty good uh, yeah, what do you think i'd call him a smooth operator he because he was a lead man on the amateur circuit and they pulled off the big job i don't know if you remember they did. that uh, yeah they did, they did. They did up in the Northeast and they, they pulled it off. And so he's proven. And I mean, he's been kind of eh since he's been in, but he's not been in the great crew situation. So now he exactly. is. And I, I, I like him as a smooth operator. Yeah. He's maybe a little lacking in, in, in one aspect on, on his defensive game, but all in all, he, in every other aspect, he, he fits that bill. He's not a yeah. cat burglar. He's not a safe cracker. He's not a hacker. Um, he kind of just dabbles in it all, and his, his defense is good enough for what he. Yeah, is. it's but good I, enough. It's I, not I think, atrocious. Yeah, I think he is. He is a little. He might be a little undersized. I want to say he's only like six one. So, yeah. 
I think that kind of plays into that. Maybe, oh, for sure. You know, if he if he had a better build, I, I feel like he would probably be on 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 par with league average or maybe slightly better. But that's agree. speculation, so it's hard to tell. But I, I I'm in agreement yeah. there. He's kind of a hard to classify, but I like smooth operator. Um, so we can go yep. ahead and uh, shift gears and go into um, one of the J's, Jalen yep. Brown. I'll lead off with Jalen Brown, of course, um, because really those two, Jalen and Jason, you can put them at the two or the three. It really doesn't actually matter much. But um, Jalen Brown, <laughs> I'm going to go with Smooth Operator. He's not a lead man. He's paid like a lead man, but – I, I, it's weird. I'm going to go with smooth operator this year. He's scoring 20 points a game. Um, let's see. He's shooting 38% from three, taking 5.6 of them. He's playing a little above, a little better than average defense at 106. So it's pretty close to average or a little better than average. Um, I, I mean, you know, only uh, half his shots are threes. You could tell me he's the safe cracker, and I'm fine with that too. Or he's the smooth operator. I I don't really know. It's kind of weird. I think looking back at last year's um, playoffs, and then now into this year, I think he's been overshadowed by Jason Tatum, the sure. who's arguably kind of the co-lead man here. Yeah. Um, just because, and I think his performance, while well, like you said, most of them are threes. I think he's worthy of a smooth operator just because it's all around enough where it's like he can crack a safe. Maybe, you know, that's kind of his niche, but all in all, he's a smooth operator is what I would say. Yeah. yeah, So you got to, it's, I mean, smooth operators, it's, you can have virtual, you could almost have just a whole crew of them and it'd be pretty darn good crew. So yeah, it really would go on Um, to the other. Let's go to the other J Jason Tatum. And he's, I think, developed into the lead man. Um, mm-hmm. You could say he's right on the cusp of it and just keep him at smooth operator again. <laughs> but he's one of the two. Either he's just barely at lead man or he's almost there and he's still a smooth operator. I mean, it's it's crazy. He's shooting 39.8% from three this year, taking seven yeah. of them a game. Damn. Um, He's he's really doing a lot of different stuff, and I don't want to call him a safe cracker because that's not even really the majority of his game. He does a lot more uh, mid range stuff, high post ups, you know, stuff like that. So I don't I don't know. I'm gonna go with lead man. Um, if you don't want to call him a lead man, then he's probably a smooth operator in my book. And uh, it's just kind of crazy that apparently Boston just only does that. They only want get guys who can just play, and you convinced me on that one. I'm fine with him being the lead man, just because I think the situation maybe had been different with Gordon having to um, force, you know, be forced away from the high scene um, last season. That yeah. was it. Two seasons. I don't. Know. I'm all confused now, man. It's been so long. It, yeah, 2020 has been eight years long. I'm not yeah. sure now. But anyways, with him having to step away, Jason Tatum became the lead man and i think he is yeah. and gordon's the type of guy who's really kind of fine with it i mean he's just gonna Probably do his so. thing so yeah i like him as a lead man i'm um in yeah. total agreement with you there but yeah uh, that and he has uh, his defensive rating is a 103.5 so yeah. he locks up too yep as he, crazy as he, that is i didn't realize it was quite that good 
No, me but. either. That is wicked. So, all right. Well, let's let's, let's jump on to the next guy then. Well, um, who you? What do you got for Gordon? Gordon Hayward, as it turns out, is a bit of a smooth operator. Um, you don't say. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. He was actually kind of a lead man back in Utah back mm-hmm. in the day, but anymore, he's he's not him anymore. I mean, part of that is because of the catastrophic ankle injury that was just gruesome. So but bad. part of that is he's just not as good as this Tatum cat. He's, his defensive rating is a 104.9, so he plays good defense too, mm-hmm. which I didn't realize. I thought he was going to be at really? average or a little little worse. Yeah. But this year anyway, he's back to really um, playing good defense. And you do have to remember that some of that is – some of these really good defensive ratings are going to be because of – they have four wings or at least – you know, oh, Kimba gosh. plus might be a little undersized, but other than that, they mainly have wings and they can switch everything. And that makes it a lot easier to then play defense. If you can switch mm-hmm. everything, you're not fighting over picks and you don't get mismatched all the time. So yeah, uh, smooth operator. He can do about anything in the bank um, yet again, maybe not the best of it. He can crack a safe if he needs to. I mean, yeah, he's used to, used to be a lead man. Really get in there and do whatever needs to be done, but yeah, he can he can do about anything. He's a smooth operator. Yep. So we are four <laughs> for four on smooth operators. Yep. How long can we go five for five with Daniel Feast Spice? I don't know how to say it. Spice. Uh, here's a little spoiler. No, no, we cannot. <laughs> um, he's a brute. He's not a great one. He only gets uh, 6.6 rebounds a game this season. Um, you know, he's he's a, he's a brute. 1.3 blocks, scores a little bit, tries to shoot, tries to crack some safes, but uh, maybe he shouldn't at 32%. Um, he doesn't try very often, though. Also at 104 defensive rating. Um, yeah, he's there to he's there to be a brute, and he he does fine. Could be better. I mean, if it was like Clint Capella type of uh, route, then we'd really be talking about something here. But mm-hmm. because of that, um, Daniel Thais, he's all right. He's a brute. Yeah. Whatever. When you got four smooth operators, you just need someone kind of to bang around and brood around. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Jeez. All right. And now on to the driver. Yeah, I would, I would call him the driver because – I don't know what else to call him. That'd be uh, Marcus Smart. And here's the funny thing. He does a lot of different stuff. He's a lower echelon of, you know, if he wasn't a driver, he would weirdly be kind of a smooth operator. He'd be a low, much lower <laughs> echelon of the other four aforementioned, but he would probably Whoa. be in that category. It's so ridiculous. Like He's They have to have lineups where they have five smooth operators out there. Oh, you know, well, uh, he's not. I was going to say, if Ennis Cantor had any kind of lookout game and spatial awareness, he would, uh, he, he, they could do it, but uh, I don't know. Where does he not? He, he, he has no idea who's around him ever. There could, that no, could be an officer. In, that could be a baby. That could be a post. We don't know. Don't now. leave him in charge of the lobby. <laughs> That's all I have no. to say. <laughs> 
So, uh, yeah, Mark's smart. He's a good, solid getaway mm-hmm. driver. Um, he really will get under the cop's skin, like send him messages just to bother him. Like, hey, you'll never catch me. Sign Marcus Smart. And the cops <laughs> are like, oh, but that's his name. We can get him. But then they don't always. He somehow still yep. most of the time gets away with it. It's kind of crazy. But, you know, he's just an irritant, but a good driver. A hundred percent. Yeah. We've got, Oh man, we almost went six for six on smooth operating. <laughs> this team, shout out, shout out to, which, I mean, he's already proven himself in the big boss game, but Danny Ainge, one of oh, the big, big bosses time. who at once he, he was a crew member pulling heist back in the day. And yes. he has proved himself to be one heck of a big boss. And it's true. Um, and he's, he is impeccable at picking, people um and recruiting people to be on his crew and be a part of his crews so shout out to him because full disclosure i was not prepared to go in and go five for six <laughs> <laughs> i was nowhere prepared for this and then it just yeah. unfolded that way i mean i'd even looked at him a little bit ahead of time i had some ideas and then as we started talking through him i was just like oh no this can't yep. be each time you're but like this can't happen again but it does line up. Oh my gosh. Well, to recap, before we get into their chances of pulling off the big one, um, it's going to be pretty simple. Um, you got Kimba <laughs> smooth operator, Jalen Brown. Um, he's, uh, he's a smooth operator. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then you have Jason Tatum and Jason Tatum. He's your, he is your lead man. Um, who specializes in, uh, you won't believe this, but smooth operator. <laughs> Then moving on to our four, we have a classic uh, smooth operator who's been around the league for a while. <laughs> Former lead man, but he operates pretty smoothly. And then, uh, you know, in our f- fifth, uh, our f- five spot, we've got, um, you guessed it, a just kidding. He's a brute. <laughs> he's a uh, he's pretty classic brute because um, he's surrounded by smooth operators. So yeah. they, just, they just need him to brute around a little bit. And then to finish things off, their driver – um, also can uh, step in and, you know, kind of do anything as a, uh, uh, what do they call it? Uh, oh, geez. It's, uh, it's on the tip of my tongue. As okay. What is it? Um, some of the sim. Smooth, smooth. Oh, I've got it. I've got smooth. He's a smooth operator. I probably never heard of that before, but yeah, that that's kind of what he kind of does a little bit of everything. So uh, he might my be favorite thing that. about yeah, my favorite thing about Marcus Martin, the getaway driver, is he fully believes that oh. he is the lead man. Oh my gosh! Full <laughs> confidence. Three seconds left on the clock. The cops are coming in the door. He's like, guys, I got this. He, no one else thinks he does, but he does. He does. He's he, when he goes and talks to his friends who don't know anything about his life. He he describes it as he is the lead man from the vehicle. Somehow he spins it that like, look, I run this thing and I'm the driver and that's what we got to do because I don't need to go in, but, but this is my crew. They listen to me and like some of his friends who don't know any better are like, oh yeah, like he's so cool. And then there are people who actually might know one of the other crew members or have interacted with them and are like, Oh yeah, uh, yeah, sure, whatever, man. And they actually know, like, yeah, you, you're just be a driver, but the passion's there. Passion is so, all the way. Unless I uh, correct me, I'm, if I if I missed anything, I I I that one was tough to screw up. 
I know. I mean, it's pretty complicated, but at the same time, I would have really had to try to screw that recap up. <laughs> I really could have just said, and the recap is smooth operator and a brute. Um, <laughs> should have just left it at that. So what are their chances? Are, are they, are they going to be our first crew to maybe eclipse 50? Where, where do you have I, I'm going to put them over 50. I'm, I'm thinking 53 to 55%. Not all the way up there, but we're, we're rolling up there now. We're getting there. Man. If things work out well for this smooth operator latent ice crew, uh, they could they could conceivably pull it off. Will they? I'm less than completely convinced, but it, we're getting there. They will at least they they at least have a case to come out of the east, yeah. going for the big job, like yes. going for the interna- international heist. They could come out of they could they could clean house on the Eastern seaboard and then be representing the East heist circuit um, yes, in heartedly. for the international heist. And so I uh, very conceivably, I'm sorry, I got lost in the sauce. What percentage did you put them at? Oh, between 53 and 55 is what I'm feeling, man. I like that. I like that. I'm going to be, I'm going to come in with my hard nosed negotiating tactics and say, let's settle on 54%. Works for me. I like it. I think they're Very just impressive. over it, but they're not. We don't want to push it and you know go high fifties or even into the sixties. No. It's not that high because really, in no, all no, honesty, no, all. only maybe on any given year, only there's not even a guaranteed chance that you have a crew that has more than like a sixty five percent chance because that's just a really good chance. That means that means two and three. Their odds are basically yeah. two and three, and it's like you almost never see that. So realistically, except I mean, we have for the last four years. But other than that, that's beside the point. <laughs> I'm just saying on any given year, right? Like it yeah. has been no, that on way. Average, it's not there. We have experienced that in this last decade, but as we now know, those last four years were leading up to 2020, and so it was. It was one of those. I don't. I don't think it was a good thing. No. <laughs> be facetious if this if that's what helps contribute to leading us to this to this yeah i don't want it i don't want it ever again but anyways so 54 percent chances of pulling off the big one i like it this this is really uh it was straightforward but a really intriguing crew good job boston hats off, hats off to danny ainge on i'm pulling this off and grabbing all the smooth operators out of the market yeah and putting them together in such a good way. So shift gears and uh, wait a minute. Yeah, let's shift gears and go to the uh, the West, the Denver Nuggets. Start talking about them. This squad, I have a feeling, isn't going to be five smooth operators. No, I, I'm thinking far against that is where I'm at with this. Um, yeah, but... Yeah, well, let's just let's just go ahead and go into it. We'll see where we go. Who knows? Who knows? Right. But probably not. Um, Michael Malone is the mastermind. Um, mm-hmm. You know, forty-eight point eight percent win percentage. He's you know whatever. Been doing it for oh six. This is his sixth season. Four for Denver, two for Sacramento back in 13, 14, and 15, mm. 13 to 15. That was a toughie. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, that was a toughie. Um, he got fired midway, like, 
what is it, 24 games into his second season there. So he had a lot of chances. Sacramento. Um, but, yeah, he's he seems fine. Not, not necessarily good, but fine. Yeah, I, I, I mean, he's there. He's good enough. He's, I mean, he's done something with this Denver team where when we've kind of been looking at it, I'm like, oh, Maybe he, uh, maybe. Hmm, maybe there's something to him. Maybe he just needed a better situation than Sacramento. Yeah. Well, so, I think everyone needs a better situation than Sacramento. But, uh, agreed. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah, there's, um, <clears throat> he's just, he's there. He's there doing his thing. So we'll yeah. go ahead and move on to their weird players. Well, all right. Then we'll lead off, uh, the point guard, Jamal Murray. Um, this is kind of an odd one. He doesn't really shoot the ball very well, so he's not really a safe cracker. I mean, he's not terrible at it. Like he can crack a safe, but you know, you really don't want to. Has to be under duress, is what I've yeah from from yeah, my experience of following this crew. It has to be like crunch time. Like we have to crack this right now, or we're going to jail. Yeah, yeah, it has to be that. Um, you know, for a point guard. 3.9 rebounds a game. It's pretty solid. It's under five assists, so he's not really a hacker. No, it's uh, I, I don't know. He's uh, not good like, enough to be a smooth operator, though. Oh, he's not, because he has one of his defense rating is 107, which oh. is around league average, little below, you know, right in there. Um, I, I don't really know what to do with him. He scores 18.8 points a game this season, though. That's what's so mm-hmm. odd about it. So maybe you call him a cat burglar, but who plays decent defense or a really low, low, low level smooth operator? I I don't know exactly what you do with him. I'm going to go with as weird as this is, but just because he's just under the mark in like every single thing um, to try and categorize him, he's, he's a really good cash grabber. And that's fine. Yeah, he just scores so many points for a cash grabber. That's what confuses me. He, I don't know. He's all yeah. That's the weird thing. It's like he's so involved. You're like, oh, he, you know, he what? What is he? Is he your hacker? No, yeah, no, he's not that. No, he's not our lead safe cracker. No, he, but he does help out with all of that stuff. Yeah, so, I don't know. We didn't really come up with a. Well, this hadn't happened before. I know he's an he's an anomaly. So maybe yeah. maybe when we work through the rest of the squad, we might come to something. But let's go ahead and just move on. Okay, yeah, that seems uh, like the probably the best call. Um, we'll move on to the shooting guard, Gary Harris. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm right now at probably a cash grabber. He can't really crack 100%. a safe. Hundred. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. His defense I'm isn't anything special. No. He, he's literally just a cash grabber. Yeah, pretty much. He was supposed to end up being more, but not yet. Anyway, not yet. So I guess we just move on to uh, Will Barton. Yep, also an interesting cat. Yeah, I'm probably at kind of a cash grabber, at least by our standards. I, I mean, where's he at? This is weird. This is weird, but I don't I don't know. Do you have any good insights on him or what you're cracker. thinking? Five threes a game what? at thirty seven and a half percent. Oh, I must have pulled up someone incorrect. 
My fault. No, you're good. Um, but he 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 cracks the safes. Okay. Jamal helps sometimes. You know, he's yeah. five and a half threes at thirty four percent. He can assist, but yeah. uh, Will cracks the safes. All right, that's all good. I got, I got them mixed up. Uh, he also gets six rebounds a game. Super interesting, interesting part. cat. Yeah. So, but I, I would say, I would say he's our he's a safe cracker for for the team. Yeah. Okay, I'm all good with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's move on to the starting four. Paul Millsap, who really doesn't play that much a game, like nope. not that many minutes. So he starts. Yeah, he starts. But that's, uh, I mean, I'm a, I'm, I'm thinking he's actually our getaway driver. He's a real good driver, but he just doesn't play a whole ton. That's kind of mm-hmm. where I'm actually at because uh, their six man actually plays a lot more minutes than Paul Millsap does. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm in agreement. When, when I looked over everything like as a whole, I was like, oh, he's he has to be the driver because, yeah, it just the way that it is structured with how much he plays and how little he actually does. Yeah, I think I think maybe and you could tell me what you think, but. The way I see him is he was once a pretty decent cat burglar. Um, yeah, for sure. But now he's just he he for this crew he fits best as the driver, and so that's what he does. Yeah, I agree. Because they had the next man up they have um, that we're going to talk about is because he does everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, the five Nikola Jokic. He is your lead man. I mean, and not just in our version of know giving them titles he literally leads them in what points assists rebounds Um, all of those yes all three of those he leads yeah so he is very literally the lead man can't really crack a safe but that's neither here nor there he He does everything else and i mean when you're running the whole heist literally like this would be like running the heist from inside the vault Mm -hmm. you're running everything out in the lobby, everything out there, while you're inside the vault room. That's kind of what Jokic is doing. And yep. I, I mean, he's the only one doing it like this. It's crazy. Yeah, he he literally, he is a lead man and he does a ton. So he, yeah. he really takes control and he really runs the show and everyone else just kind of supports him. That's really what it's about. And it's, he, he does think it's a little unorthodox how he, how he came about to be the lead man. Like you said, like he's from inside the vault almost, but it's absolutely how he does it. And it works for them. It has worked very well for them. So uh, let's talk about the six man. What do you got for Jeremy Grant? Weirdly. Cause well, I mean, obviously, you know, he used to mm-hmm. play for the Thunder. So we have a little more intimate knowledge of, uh, Jeremy's game, but now he's kind of a safe cracker. Shoots forty percent, three point four attempts a game. But I mean, he just does a lot, though. Um, it's I don't know. But does he break the, the threshold to be called like a low budget smooth operator? Maybe I. It's kind of tough to tell. His defense rating, at least this year, is just. Really poor. It's one eleven. Yeah. Um, yeah, but as far as everything else, 0.8 blocks, zero point seven steals, one point two assists, 
uh, 3.5 rebounds. Um, at this point, pretty much it's well over half of his attempts are from three. So I'm going to lean on ca- uh, yeah, safe cracker, but okay. um, he's kind of an odd one, though. Like yeah. he's not just the quintessential normal safe cracker. He's so mm. athletic and can really oh, get so. up there. And so that's what's kind of odd about him being a safe cracker. He's but. trying. Yeah, it's like he's trying to become a smooth operator, but he's not quite there. And yeah. like him and Jamal Murray are just weird cases because they're not quite – they haven't quite – Jamal Murray more so than him hasn't quite crossed yeah. any specific threshold. And so yes. nobody really knows what's that, how that, how that's going to pan out. Um, so I'm I'm fine with calling him a barely safe cracker. Um, yeah, on the verge of smooth operator, but and we can stick with safe cracker because like like just like Jamal Murray, like they're not he's not just a, necessarily just a cash grabber. Like he's a little bit yeah. more than that, but he's in this limbo where he's like between just a a hand and a body, and but but he. <laughs> and a specific role. Like he's just in the in-between. So we don't know what to yep. do with him. So uh, we'll do a quick recap. Um, Jamal Murray. Uh, we don't know. He's uh, as the best we can describe him as is a really, really good cash grabber who he can help out with safe cracking, but he can also help out with, um, he kind of supports Jokic with his uh, hacking, but he's, he's more so like a, Nikola will do all the hacking and then he'll almost hand it off to him just to oversee it. Like, yeah, it's just a support role. Um, Gary Harris. Now he is just a cash grabber. Yeah. Straight up. Will Barton yeah. is their main safe cracker. For sure. Um, Paul Millsap is actually their driver. He comes in with the crew, but then just to establish it, but then establish like this is a heist, but then he just heads straight to the car as soon as it starts. Um, it's weird. Yeah. And then the Joker, um, he really is the crew. Like he, he puts the crew on his shoulders and he stands up tall. He's not, I mean, he doesn't really struggle to do it and the crew supports him. Uh, he's the lead man who can do it all. And he really does take charge. Uh, it's impressive too. It's unorthodox, but it works and it's impressive. And then, uh, Jeremy Grant is, what I would call barely a safe cracker, at least this year um, who's working towards hopefully becoming a smooth operator, but only time will tell on that. So what do you put their chances at? (sighs) (sighs) Jokic is just so unorthodox. It's Mm kind of tough to tell. And then the other thing about them, Denver, when they have home court advantage, they get so much of a benefit from that high altitude. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's different up there. But now with everything in the bubble in Orlando, all the heists have to go down there. Mm-hmm. That takes away all of that. So they're used to I'm that actually, thin mountain air, and now they're in that thick Florida yep, air. Yep. So I oh, – man, I can't go much higher than 42 43% really. I mean, I just don't mm-hmm. see it. I think and- they'll – be all right like to pull up even maybe a decent sized job but i don't know how in the world i could ever agree that they'd be the ones to pull off the big one i cannot see it no not not this year 
I mean, maybe in a normal year, their chances might get closer to 50, but I'm with you. I don't think they're over 50. Um, I was actually, in my initial thoughts were, were quite a bit more generous than you. I was thinking like, well, maybe just under 50 at 49, but now, now really thinking about it, I, I like 43. I don't, I, I think 45 is their cap right now. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I think 43 is about the most realistic uh, percentage yeah. that we can give them. So <clears throat> that's, that's what I think we'll stick with for them yeah. just because there's, they're weird. They're another one of these weird ones. Yeah. They're kind of an odd team. They're very funky, but yeah, that wraps it up for our three seeds. We're almost on the home stretch here. We got our two and our one seeds, and I think those will be exciting. Yeah. Um, so let us know your thoughts on our uh, on, on today's episode, on our picks for the roles and uh, the, the heist chances for each of these crews. We'd love to hear your feedback. And uh, it's uh, the rambling Viking at gmail.com is where you can email us. And uh, we want to thank everyone for listening. We hope uh, – you guys enjoyed this. That wraps it up for this episode of NBA Heist. So we'll see you on the next one.